The Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Ore Cycling Apparel. They make great fitting pro-level cycling kit made with coffee grounds, so that's eco-friendly as well. And five trees are planted with the purchase of every garment. If you're out and about and want to be seen in some good-looking cycling kit, go check out www.com.au. Hello and welcome to the Breakdown Podcast. I am Jamie Finch Penninger and I will be taking you on a wet and windy journey through the Limestone Coast um, down on the border between South Australia and Victoria there. It was an interesting edition of the Tour of the Great South Coast. I, I had a lot of fun doing it. It was my first edition of the race and really opened my eyes to the sort of racing they've got down there. Uh, there won't be any guest this week specifically, rather it'll just be a collection of interviews uh, that I got out on course. So it'll be a bit different from the usual fare of the breakdown and uh, give us some feedback and tell us if you like it afterwards. Okay, uh, we'll jump straight into stage one and that was a criterium around the CBD of Mount Gambier. Uh, it was taken out in the end by Michael Freeberg, who we'll be hearing from shortly, who beat his teammate Tristan Ward, who was coming on quite strong at the end, over Raphael Freinstein from Inform Make, who did a good, really good job actually on the intermediate sprints, uh, cleaning up all the bonus seconds there. Typical of the John Craven races, he put a lot of he put over forty six, um, or well, exactly forty six um, intermediate sprint preems. Um, over the six stages, uh, which offered plenty of chances for riders to get bonus seconds on the days. So there was lots of, lots of fighting out for those points, and Raph Freinstein um, took a bunch of them on the first stage and ended up taking the race lead, despite not winning the stage. The stage itself was a relatively controlled affair, with a lot of the main teams wanting to keep it in keep it keep the break in contact with the peloton and allow them to go for those time bonus sprints we did see a small attack from ben metcalf of mobius uh, bridge lane Carter turnbull of inform and anthony giacopo went up there to cover that move for ben long swiss wellness um i was really impressed with those two youngsters i mentioned just then ben metcalf and Carter turnbull they look like um some really impressive riders because they're only youngsters came into the finish there and there was a bit of a to-do between the australian cycling academy train and the Benelong train Benelong had about seven riders on the front but um aca brought the fight up to them and then there was a bit of a coming together through the corner i spoke to both teams after the race and uh ACA said they got chopped and Benelong said that Kelly O'Brien just wasn't going fast enough through that corner so they had to overtake him. So, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other there. Uh, in the end, it was Michael Freeberg who ended up powering to that win over the top of Tristan Ward who was actually coming late and might have caught Freeberg in, given a few more metres uh, with Raphael Freinstein in third. We'll jump into the chat with Michael Freeberg now. You've gone deep now, but you can now re reset and get ready for the next stage this afternoon. Yeah, it's almost 10 minutes after stage and I'm still puffing, so uh, then we've got about an hour and a half until we start the big uh, Blue Lake course, which is always pretty challenging for us big guys. Looks like a split strategy from your team there going going into that race with um, AJ covering off the moves and then covering the sprint premiums there um, and then you saving yourself for the finish. Was that what was going on earlier? Yeah, well, AJ is really one of the one of the first winners of this race, so he knows how to race this uh, better than most. He's done it so many times, so he saw that opportunity go down the road and he knew he had to bridge across to it, which he did. And I think he picked up a couple of sprint teams out there. Um, and it was great the way it worked out. I mean, you can't count this race off, um, so you just got to keep going for everything you can. And uh, probably your main challenger to the, the NRS uh, title out there, referee is 
Oh yeah, Raf was unbelievable today. Like the guy was a energizer bunny going for every single sprint. So you know, he might even be leading at this stage, um, but he's going to be certainly a tough one to beat out there. Stage two was held around a 6.5 kilometer circuit, which saw the peloton tackle 10 laps around Blue Lake, which is in a volcanic crater just near Mount Gambier there. It's an interesting little spot. It ended up in a win for Aidan Tuvi um, over Sam Hill with the pair getting away in a late breakaway on the seventh lap of the race after there'd been quite a bit of action beforehand, but it had been brought back by Ben Long Swiss Wellness and then Tuvi attacked. Uh, Hill went with him and the pair went through to the finish. Um, maybe somebody should have taken up the chase a bit more there. Inform and probably ACA were the, were the two big teams that probably should have taken a bit real, more responsibility there. But regardless, Tuvi went on to claim the victory and Sam Hill claimed the most aggressive. First up, we'll hear from Aidan Tuvi of Benelong Swiss Wellness, who also claimed the race lead with his stage win. Tuvi, big day out, but you're not even puffing. I am definitely a bit tired on the inside, but uh, yeah, definitely happy with that ride. The boys were awesome, they were in everything nearly, and then yeah, came out with the goods in the end. Just take us through how you got away in the end and, and what the tactics were around that. Did you think you were going to stay away from the finish? Uh, yeah, sure. So I was just sort of more concerned about picking out the KOM uh, time bonuses. Just because I'm not, I'm not a pure sprinter, I've got a bit of a kick, but I can't really match it with Wellsford and a few of the boys, so might as well go on the KOMs and then. Uh, Sam Hill, he's originally from Canberra, so we've been training together a lot over the past years. He's moved to Newcastle now, but when he went with our three laps to go, I was sort of more inclined to just uh, nab the KOM points, and then I felt really good, so I just, we started like uh, pushing it from there and then came out with the win. What about the conditions? Windy, rainy, you know, obviously it didn't affect you. Uh, I think it affects everyone, it just matters how much it affects them. But um, yeah, look, it's, it is what it is, you can't really do much. The quicker you go, the less time you're in the weather. Oh, you must be happy though. New race leader with the stage win as well. Yeah, I am. Yeah, definitely. Uh, look forward to the next couple of stages. Second on the stage was Sam Hill of Phoenix Cycling Collective, who took out the most aggressive as well after being part of the break in the earlier part of the stage. Big day out for you, Sam? Yeah, really big day out. That's my best NRS result ever, so I am totally stoked with that. Second place feels like a win today. Well, Aiden comes off the back of winning the Battle Recharge, the yeah. last round of the National Road Series. He must have been pretty strong out there. Oh, he was really strong, yeah. I was um, I was in a break and then he came across. When I saw it was Aiden and myself, I thought we were a really good shot because, yeah, he's, a, he's an incredibly strong rider. So I wouldn't want to be out there with anyone else. And, yeah, we just managed to hold the gap. Knowing you had a better long Swiss wellness rider with you, did that give you confidence, thinking about who was going to be able to chase behind? Yeah, 100%, because I knew, obviously, Benelong would not be chasing because uh, Aiden got, I think, fourth in the creep. So um, that gave me confidence to ride the break. I knew the win was always going to be a bit tricky to outride Aiden, but um, as I said, I'm so happy with second. And well done and good luck for the rest of it. Thank you. Cheers. Pretty pretty gnarly day out there for you. You were on the on the attack pretty much throughout the stage from like yes. lap four onwards, I think. Yeah, for the first four laps, I was um, I was actually almost last wheel. I was really just getting my bearings, um, just you know getting to know the corners because uh, my confidence wasn't very high, but. Um, yeah, the, the pace sort of eased up just a fraction. I managed to get off the front and we got in a break, but we weren't working too good. So I hit that break, Aiden came across, and then we were working great together. And he hit you at the end there on that decent. Uh, what happened there? Yeah, he hit me on the final, uh, no, the second last right hander. No, yeah, right hander up the top. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically, I was he was sitting on a little bit. Uh, that's fair enough though, because he's got you know teams GC in mind, and I was just happy for second. So to see him right away wasn't too devastating. He got most aggressive though. So that was that was my initial goal to just get most aggressive. Um, so to actually get second on the stage is unbelievable. I'm so happy. Okay, cheers. Thanks, sir. Cheers. Stage three was well, probably the hardest day of the tour with a 19km circuit around Port McDonnell and it was yeah, it was an interesting race because the crosswinds um, sort of hit the riders as they came almost immediately out of the start line and then there was a, then they turned into a headwind section and then it was cross tail all the way essentially into the finishing line there. It was yeah a weird one for the race because it kind of segmented the race up. You'd you'd see riders shelled out the back immediately as they hit the crosswinds and then come back on as they went back into the headwind section before getting shelled again as it went back into the crosswinds. So it was a, an attritional sort of race, which saw riders um, going out the back, coming back on, and a very evolving sort of, um, a gradually evolving race with the peloton there. Uh, in the end, it was Sam Wellsford who took out the win, but only after a late attack from Oliver Martin was brought back from Brisbane Continental team. Um, we caught up with both of them after the race with Sam Wellsford, the first interview. You know, hats off to him and the Ben Long guys. They rode pretty hard all day, and uh, it's really hard in the crosswinds with the splitting. You know, people are everywhere, so um, it was a really hard day out there, but uh, it was really enjoyable, and I think that was probably one of the best NRS stages I've done in uh, in my time riding, just, just from the the uh, aspect of the course, the wind and stuff, and how everyone rode it. Uh, the circuit itself, Sam, there, because um, you kept on changing from crosswind to headwind, back to crosswind, and then uh, a bit of crosstail even at the end there. Yeah. Um, how did that shape the race? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, it was just every aspect of the race was, uh, you know, changing how we had to move forward, and and uh, um, you know, a few guys got caught out and missed the break, but, but some, sometimes they are uh, caught back on. And, Sometimes they got dropped, so it was really quite a changing race throughout the whole whole uh, whole day. So it was really exciting, and I enjoyed it a lot. And lining up your sprint at the end there, um, a bit chaotic with Martin coming back in the final few hundred meters. Um, yeah, what was the experience there? Yeah, uh, I went pretty early in the sprint. Uh, we had a good run, and I kicked early just out of the bend, well, and had a, had a good run. So I was like, oh yeah. I knew it was a tailwind finish. I knew it was gonna be hard for you know someone already, already at speed, hard for them to come round. So um, lucky enough, I yeah held off for held off for the win and. Uh, yeah, couldn't be happier. And back yourself a bit more on that sort of finish because it's more about pure speed than it is about positioning and all that. Yeah, big power sprint, definitely. Um, yeah, with the with the tailwind finish, you're already sprinting at about 60, so, and then you have to go faster than that to, you know, to get to the line. So it's all about just uh, like getting there, like the freshest, and having enough power to yeah, do it. Oliver Martin was on some good form after winning at the Battle Recharge. Um, Almost winning again here in Stage 3 of the Tour of the Great South Coast, but it wasn't quite to be as he was swept up in the final few hundred metres to the line. Here with Oliver Martin from Brisbane Continental Team. Well, you're Rabble, Rabble.club these days, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. We've had a sponsorship change halfway through the year, so got Rabble on board now, which is really exciting. And uh, you lit up that final part of the stage there, going on the attack with about seven skates to go, and uh, looked like you were going to hold them off, but um, close, close finish there at the end. Yeah, well, Vinky went with a lap to go just to try to put uh, Ben along under a bit of pressure and uh, he got caught in the last 15k or so and um, just saw an opportunity in the crosswinds to try to slip away and got a bit of a gap but just couldn't quite hold on to it, which is a bit disappointing, but 
had to had to give it a go. When you've got guys like Wellsford in the bunch, there's no point in, in trying to trying to outsprint them because it's not going to happen. So I uh, had to give had to give something a shot. Uh, we almost uh, replicated your win at the battle, um, but you'd have probably preferred a hill or something to get you home. Yeah, yeah, I do probably prefer the hills, but saying that I had a really enjoyable race today yeah, it was um, conditions, but it was uh, probably one of the one of the most enjoyable races I've done for a while. Did the circuit um, change things up a bit with the winds coming from different directions and you kind of got a feel for how the race was playing out um, over as you went around the, each different lap? Yeah, after the first lap it was, uh, you could kind of predict what was going to happen um, each lap after that, so it was uh, split up a little bit on the way, way out to the first corner and then it was pretty much a blockhead wind so it kind of came back together and then... Uh, in the crosswind section coming back towards the finish it would just split up each time and I think maybe 20 to 30 riders kind of got through each each lap and yeah it became pretty predictable so I just had to have good position and ride hard through there yeah. And what can we expect from you for the rest of the year? What's the plan after after this race? Uh, pretty much just do the rest of the NRS tour so I think we've got uh, King Valley, King Valley uh, next um, Gippsland, I think Tour of Taz will obviously be a pretty pretty big race for us but yeah just keep plugging along Cheers. Thank you. no worries i caught up for a chat with the members of the australian cycling academy some of the best young riders in australia um, you'll see that interview in print no doubt somewhere soon but we also chatted with toby orchard who makes his podcast debut been meaning to get him on the pod for a while and we chatted with him after stage three and we are here with Toby Orchard of Australian Cycling Academy, Sunshine Coast. Um, Tobes, we've been meaning to have you on the pod for a while, um, but it's good to good to finally get you on. Um, how are you enjoying the tour of the Great South Coast so far? It's great to have my first appearance here. So, um, Yeah, Great South Coast has been awesome so far. I had my first race here as my comeback uh, last year, so it's nice to be back with, with a strong team and some good riders. So. Yeah, and there were some good memories from last year because you were in the sprint jersey for most of the race, uh, just losing on the final day there. Um, hopefully that doesn't bring back any bad memories or anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, you were sprinting well last year and you're coming into this race with some decent form coming off the Tour of King High Lake. Yeah, certainly. Uh, the legs are sort of a bit heavy at the moment, but it's, it's great to test the legs and prepare for the rest of the NRS and overseas races. So, What's it like coming off... Um, you know, a day, you know, days spent over 2,000 metres of altitude constantly, getting up to 4,000 metres. Um, what, what's that like? I mean, that you just, it must be so different from normal normal cycling. Yeah, most certainly. You need to, you need to judge your effort when you're over there. And uh, I feel like, you know, we don't really do that over here. So restraining yourself over there can mean, you know, losing time on a day or finishing with a bunch. So you certainly got to be aware of that. Um, they often talk about um, riders coming off their first grand tour and once they grand tour they get that grand tour in their legs they're uh, flying after that i mean are you getting any sensations of that at the moment you said you're feel, feeling a bit dead in the legs at the moment uh, i feel like that's going to come i think the altitude certainly deadens that for the first week or two after it so you know it's a new experience for us doing what is really the fourth grand tour it's you know testing the legs after it is certainly very interesting um, and let's jump into the racing here now. Um, it's been some wet, windy, uh, squally weather. I mean, you think it's fine, and then five minutes later, a storm rolls in. Um, it's has it been challenging out there on the road for you guys? Yeah, most certainly. Like coming from China and 35 degree sunny days, it's been a pleasure over there. So it's a bit of a contrast coming down here and experience the the worst weather that Australia has to give, really. 
yeah, it's for for you guys at home curled up in your beds listening to the podcast. It, uh, it's been about eight degrees most days, uh, wind whipping the rain into your face and into your eyes, and it comes from nowhere as well. You think it's fine, and then it just suddenly springs up out of nowhere. And there's been some actually filthy days, but um, thankfully the racing's been mostly okay. Um, how was it out there today um, on the third stage? Because it looked like um, it was weird because there there was the sort of um, quadrilateral course and they'd go up you'd start off with a headwind and then they'd uh, turn and go in, oh no you start sorry you start off with a crosswind then they turn off go into the headwind and then they'd finish on the kind of cross tailwind there um how did that affect the racing do you think today oh it was certainly one to live for i think uh this sort of racing makes the nrs enjoyable and we all love a bit of hard racing so sitting back and and having an easy race is not the best in the NRS, can get a bit boring, so these sort of stages, you know, are great. And it, the peloton there at the front really got reduced down, didn't it? I mean, it was down to, um, it kind of varied between like 20 and 40 riders at uh, various stages and then just kept on getting pushed down as more riders fell off the back. Um, what was the experience like in that front group? Ah, uh, it was sort of each lap would shell a few and then a few would come back and would end out with less than what we had originally, so... Uh, we think we finished with about 23 riders, so it's a pretty drastic difference compared to 100 starters. So it was it was nice to have a small manageable bunch at the finish, and I think that that worked in our favour to to set Sam up for the win, which was nice. I was just about to mention that. Was the plan all day um, getting Sam up the front um, so he could contest the sprint win, or were you thinking maybe I should go with some of those late attacks that went off the front? Uh, so we sort of we knew that we had Sam as our as our sprinter and also Cam as a backup. Uh, so going with the, the late attacks was always to plan and uh, you know having him sitting back there pretty fresh was, was great. So it made it quite an easy day. And what's your, what's your job in there? I mean, we saw you leading out the sprint at the end. Is that, is that your designated role within, within the team? Yeah, for these races where we have the, the trackies um, designated lead out man, so hopefully a little bit of opportunity will come later in the year, especially with another trip to China and uh, Japan, so looking forward to it. And how's, how's the first year with ACA been? Um, obviously with uh, Nero for most of last year, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a year where you really came back to... Um, came back into the public, well, the Australian cycling consciousness as you know, a rider to watch in those sprint finishes. Yeah, I think uh, last year was great, and for my development, I, I really needed it. And to sort of find my feet again, it was awesome to have the support of the Neuro guys and a lot of opportunity. But, you know, this year has certainly been above and beyond what we expected. And look, we can't ask for any more. The guys are great, and the management's awesome. So we've had a great year so far, so we should keep it going. There's a, there's a few moments I want to talk about on that development path because I saw you in like sandals on the side of the road at um, the Australian Nationals and then it goes to three months later and then, or maybe four or five months later and you're, you're starting to win those sprints and really get up there. Um, what was that process? Uh, yeah, sort of after, after Grafton was my turning point and I got a little bit of training in before that, so... I think trying to fine-tune everything for the for the season um, was pretty important, especially coming off glandular fever the previous year. So sort of finding my feet took a few months and then uh, we got the ball rolling, especially like here with South Coast last year, some great results, and that sort of set us up for a pretty successful year. And there was a, also a specific interaction I want to talk about at the Tour King Valley. Um, coming into that sprint into the Sam Miranda winery, well, 
we'll, we'll get you to take us through it, but, uh, and then I'll tell you what I saw afterwards. Ah, uh, so it was a pretty hectic finish, especially with a chicane at, I think, 200 to go. And uh, Swiss had it lined pretty well up the front, so it was a, a last-ditch effort on the last corner to move up, and I was happy to be able to come around McGuinness and a few of the other boys, but couldn't quite get Smythe on the line, so... Yeah, there was a specific um, thing that happened there where Stu Shaw uh, looked over his shoulder, saw you there, and pulled off to that side to let um, Alexander Smythe down down the inside line. Um, now Stu's your high-performance manager at um, Australian Cycling Academy. Are you, are you picking up some of those small little tips now which might help you take that win next time? Oh, Stu's experience is second to none, and I think uh, having him as our DS, especially in China, is very humbling. You know, His experience and skills are amazing, so having him comforting us through on the microphone at China was amazing and I think you know he'll be doing a lot more DSing with us now uh, now that he's sort of stepped away from the rider role so it's nice to have him around. He can still, he can still beat a fair few riders though couldn't he I mean he still wins Canberra crits I'm pretty sure so um, yeah we've had him on the podcast and obviously regular listeners will will know that he's a quality bloke. Um, well thanks for joining us Toby. Um, hopefully good luck for the rest of the race and good luck in the rest of the season. Where do we where will we see you after this? You mentioned China and Japan. Yeah, so we've got another chip to to China and uh, Japan. I think we've got Tour of Fuso and also Japan Cup. So looking forward to both of those and then uh you know we've got King Valley two weeks time and then Gippsland so looking forward to both of those. I think we're going to have a pretty similar squad for that. So so we can fine-tune the things that we've done here and uh, make sure we're better then. Cheers, Tobes. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Stage four was a point-to-point from Haywood to Casterton. I didn't actually see a great deal at this stage because I needed to keep my car, so I basically um, spotted the peloton at a few points along the way and went to the finish and (laughs) waited uh, the riders as they came in. Uh, but it turned out that Jason Thomason uh, took a maiden win for both himself and uh, Van Dam Racing, the South Australian team. And it was a memorable win for them. A really sweet moment for Lockie Ambrose, who puts in a lot of effort um, with Cycling South Australia and his, and his Van Dam team there. Uh, we spoke to both him and Jason Thomason after the race. First of all, Jason, uh, the winner of stage four uh here with jason thomason of van damme racing uh jason what are the emotions after taking the win on stage four there uh it's pretty unexpected um but yeah i'm super stoked to finally get a win at this level racing talk us through what happened out there on the road yeah okay um so pretty much for the first 40k we just headed on the highway um straight into a headwind uh there's quite a few attacks nothing really really stuck and then when we turned off the main highway uh we started to get some crosswind um, and it was a bit hillier, uh, and then pretty much uh, the, no one really looked to be committed, um, so I attacked it about, I think it was up the second KOM, um, and the Drapak rider came with me, uh, and there was already two riders up the road, it took us about 15k to get across to them, um, and once we got across we had about three minutes uh, with 15k to go, so we sort of, we did what we had to do, but we didn't really put the pressure on the pedals too much. Um, and then I knew from last year there was a bit of a, a bit of a lump just before the finish, so just just gave it all up that and sort of just rolled into town. And it looked at, towards the finish that you had to fight it all the way to the end because they were right on your tail. Uh, what, were the, what was the feelings coming back then? I was pretty glad there was a 500 metre downhill about a kilometre to go. That helped out quite a bit. Um, and I was pretty confident, but 
you don't really want to risk anything, so you might as well just ride it, ride it all the way to the line. And uh, were you looking at the other guys in the break going, well, they're, they're probably faster than me in the sprint, or what were you thinking? Uh, I thought that, yeah, I knew two of them would be faster than me. I'm just look, looking at the shape and sort of knowing who they are. I'm not very fast, so... But I, I knew that the climb coming into town would probably decide it, and my legs were pretty good, so I was pretty confident that I could do something. And where does this stand in your career? I mean, uh, obviously seeing you over the last few seasons in the NRS, um, how, do, how does this stack up for you? Yeah, easily my best result. Um, I'm from New Zealand, so I've done a lot of racing over there, um, and then not much over here, so yeah, it's really cool to get a result for the team. And a quick word on the on the team and uh, Lockie Ambrose, who puts in a ton of work into cycling. Um, what's it like to have that support? Uh, yeah, like uh, coming over here, like as someone from New Zealand with not much support, um, it makes it a lot easier, like to get to and from races and the support. Like as a uni student, uh, wouldn't really be possible financially without the support the team gives. Um, yeah, and the helpers we have long, like, you know, we finish the stage, look after ourselves and all our gear is good to go for the next stage. Yeah, pretty well looked after. Cheers. Thank you. Congrats on your week. Cheers. Thank you. It was another second place for Sam Hill of Phoenix Cycling Collective, who wasn't quite as effusive after his second state finish as runner-up. Here was Sam Hill of Phoenix Cycling Collective. Um, Sam, uh, two from two for two. Uh, I guess is one way you put it. Um, you're happy to be on the podium before. I mean, are you happy again to be on the podium again this time? Oh, funny enough, whilst I am extremely happy to be on the podium, not quite as happy because... Having been second, the next step would be to get the top step. And um, I thought it was uh, more of a possibility to win today rather than stay two. Um, however, the Van Dam rider, he attacked with a K to go and there was a bit of hesitation between me and the Draypack rider. And it seemed to be that um, you got away first with Miller and uh, you looked to be cooperating well. Then the other two came across, uh, across the gap to you. What was the process in getting away from the peloton there? So basically, uh, there's always that KOM uh, where basically it opens up and there's crosswinds forming, so it's a really particularly hard part of the stage. Um, however, I made my way to the front and there was a lull in the peloton, so I um, sent it off the front with Chris Miller and a few others. Uh, up one of the hills, I dropped everyone else except for Chris Miller, and we cooperated really well. He was happy to let me have the sprint and the KOM preams. Um, and then we, we thought we might have it, we looked over our shoulder and the, the two others were bridging across so we made a conscious decision to wait up for them. And that final there, I mean you, you know the stage having been here before, um, what were your plans going into it and did that you know, reflect what eventuated in the end? Well I've, I've been in the gym all year and I've been working on my sprint so the plan was to leave it all the way for a sprint. I wasn't going to hit them late, I was uh, all in for a sprint finish. However, um, the Van Dam rider, he, he attacked and there was just a moment of hesitation, that's all it took. So I do have a small regret about that, but I was happy to get the sprint for second place. And it was a tight one coming there between you and Pat, Pat Burt there. Um, was there any gap on the line? Did you, did you even know if you won or not? I, I, I was sure that I won it. It was extremely tight. Um, I thought he came off me rather quickly and I was dragging him back, dragging him back and then I think he just completely ran out of legs and I just managed to lunge on the line to get second place. And two more stages left, you got any juice left in the legs? Ah uh, yeah, totally. I'll be looking to be aggressive tomorrow and then um, I'll be trying to survive the final crit in Port McDonald. Okay, cheers Sam, thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks Jamie, cheers. I also caught up with Lockie Ambrose after the stage, um, <laughs> an emotional guy after his team took a brilliant win. 
Okay, Lockie, uh, Jason was just asked how he's feeling. He had no idea. Do you have any idea how you're feeling at the moment? Uh, I think we're in the pretty chirpy phase. We, uh, we certainly had a little emotional phase before. Uh, it's been three years of a fair bit of hard work, so um, finally getting on the top step of the podium is a pretty um, yeah, rewarding experience uh, feeling. And was this the day you were expecting it, or were you thinking, talking to the team beforehand, were you saying, you know, you got to just make a chance count? Uh, look, I'm actually kind of pretty chuffed with myself. I thought um, after after yesterday there'd be a lot of people looking around, um, especially we knew this stage we did last year and I raced it maybe back in 2013. So once you come down up the range, there's a real opportunity, if, you know, team like riders can sneak away to a bit of a gap. It probably went earlier than I was predicting, but um, I think the same motivation in the bunch. So we're quite, um, well, I'm pretty happy with myself for picking that one. Um, and Jason himself, I mean, he spoke about the support you've given him coming over as a uni student from New Zealand and coming into yeah. the team. Um, uh, himself as an athlete, I mean, who, who is he and uh, what, what character did he bring to the team? Look, Jason's uh, like he's an old head on a pretty young body, so we're pretty fortunate to have him. He's, um, he's a bit of a role model for some of the younger kids and he's, um, he's just a, he's a tireless worker. He, like, he works hard, like harder than everyone else and he'll work, but, you know, he'll do whatever he's told on the road. And, He's, um, it's really good to see to see him, um, you know, take the spoils. Um, he's done a lot of work this year, sitting on the front for other people. Um, so, yeah, really happy that he's had his opportunity this year. And personally, what does it mean for you? I mean, you've had, you've, you know, been an athlete. You're now working as the C, uh, CEO of SA uh, Cycling, um, and you know, simultaneously as a team manager, there's a lot of hats you're wearing. Um, how does how does this, fit, you know, stack up in, in terms of all the all those different uh, responsibilities you have? Look, it's certainly, um, at least at the time being, it seems to uh, make up for all those hours of lost sleep that I've uh, missed out on, you know, going home and doing emails till two in the morning some days. So, um, yeah, I think, I don't know, this is what we do it for. So, um, yeah, really happy and just, you know, it happened to a really good guy as well. So I think it all just works out for us. Cheers. Thanks, Lucky. Cheers. Thanks for the chat. Stage 5 is a 29km circuit around Cape Bridgewater. Uh, the peloton narrowly avoided hitting some hailstorms earlier in the day, um, but it was the typical on-again, off-again weather that we you know, grew accustomed to during their time at the Tour of the Great South Coast. Um, it was a hard start to the race with a few KOMs on that, early on on that circuit, and then um, significant uh, crosswind sections after them so it was a yeah, hard race and then they turned into a headwind before going back to the final straight to the finish um, in the end it was Ben Van Dam who managed to get away solo really good really strong ride by him he stayed away solo for about 70 kilometers um, was given a bit of leeway by Ben along Swiss Wellness who were in control of the peloton they pegged him back to about a minute and a half which was well within um, Striking distance for them, and they didn't need to bring him back anymore. Happy to have him out there taking away some of the time bonuses. Um, he ended up staying away into the final 10 kilometres, um, and then Liam McGuinness from Drapak EF launched his way out of the peloton, motored his way over to uh, Van Dam, managed to catch him with about three kilometres remaining, uh, and rolled into the finish and managed to beat him in the sprint. Um, great performance from Van Dam of Nero Racing. Uh, he was, yeah, superb, really. Uh, but first of all, we caught up with Liam McGinnis from Drapak. <laughs> uh, Liam, late charge from you there to get across the gap to Ben and then uh, take the win. Yeah, yeah, I hit the peloton with about 10k to go and used my teammate Tom Kayser as a launch pad. Um, he'd been looking after me all day and uh, just set a rhythm into that headwind and caught Ben just with about 3k to go. 
Uh, you really motored across that gap. Were you confident you could get there? I mean, it was about a minute, I think, when you when you left the peloton. Um, not super confident, but I felt really strong and I had good legs. Just one of those days, I think. And been some good form for you recently over the World University Games, uh, taking out uh, gold and a bronze there, and now. And now coming, now going into the finish uh, to win a race in the NRS. I mean, pretty good form. Yeah, yeah, it's been a very long season, and I wasn't sure how I'd go towards the end of the year with the NRS. But um, no, nah, today really helps with the motivation, and hopefully I can carry it on into the next few tours. And the weather out there today, I mean, got hit by a few squalls there at the end uh, coming into town. Yeah, it was very tough out there. Um, it's a good day to win when it's like this because everyone remembers it, and it's definitely the hardest day of this tour so far. Okay. Cheers, thanks, Liam. Thank you. Next, we caught up with the laid-back plumber from Tasmania, Ben Van Dam of Nero Racing. One thing led to another, and I was by myself, and I thought, oh, yeah, well, you have a go and you see what happens. So we did that and came out with second, so we'll be pretty happy. The last uh, right-hand turn into the headwinds, you yep. still had a reasonable gap. Did you think from there you might be able to hold on? I thought it was, 50, I got told 57 seconds, and then... Um, uh, a little bit later, it was a minute ten, so I thought, oh yeah, geez, we're on here, so chucked it in the big dog and wound it up, and anyway, what happened, happened. <laughs> uh, so were you getting much information at all from what was going on behind you? you know, at any stage during the race, did you think, yes, I've really got this? Uh, I would have been surprised if I'd stayed away, to be honest, but um, yeah, when I heard that, I had a minute ten, I thought, yeah, yeah. It's a good chance. So anyway, we um, yeah, all well done to Liam. Well, it shows you've got good form. So obviously, good confidence booster for the rest of the national race. Yeah, I've been training my ass off, and the coach has been whipping me into shape. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but definitely not coming around. Oh, no way, not a chance. Um, yeah, I wasn't cramping or anything. But I thought, nah, he can he can pull if he wants to get through. So. Anyway. You back yourself coming into the sprint there? Or? Yeah, I got an alright sprint, but I uh, yeah, just didn't know much of a sprint after all that time by myself. But anyway, it is what it is, and I'm pretty stoked. And the <laughs> final one, uh, when you turned into that headwind, um, and then you had the squalls coming, you had the rain, the wind, the weather, everything is sailing against you. Um, how do you keep the, the motivation up going into the finish there? Uh, I'm from Hobart, and we bred pretty tough down that way, so it didn't bother, bother me at all. Just knuckle down and get on with it and uh, it's, you're relatively new to the cycling scene we've seen yeah. you around like the last year and a half or so and uh, yeah. how has it been for you so far in the uh, well it's actually this race was my first ever sort of bunch race I guess um, so yeah it's been a good 12 months I've made a lot of mistakes and learnt a lot and well now I know I just need to push a little bit harder and <laughs> I've definitely got it in me ok so. cheers thanks Ben fantastic thank you, right. thank you. The final stage was a 1.6 kilometre criterium course around the Portland seafront there. It was yeah, an interesting little course. There's a few hairpins which make things tough on the riders and it was a yeah really tough addition again with the peloton, I suppose, in the end just getting whittled down gradually and as more riders crashed out there was... Um, a bit more attrition at the back as the riders had to chase back on. So, yeah, a really tough edition of the race. And it was Raphael Freinstein of Inform Make who took out the win just in the sprint in the end um, with Anthony Giacoppo second and Kel O'Brien third. It was came down to a big fight between the guys who wanted to get on uh, onto the podium. Um, not so much Tuvi. He'd pretty much got it wrapped up with 
coming into the stage with a 40 second gap but the rest of the riders yeah really really fighting it out so we saw nick white from all this real foods racing uh Prinstein, uh wellsford and cam scott um, all really in with the shout for the podium coming into the final stage so made for some interesting racing and we'll talk to uh, Raphael Franstein first and finish up with the tour winner Aidan Tuvey who also takes on the National Road Series overall lead. Pretty intense day out there um, having to fight for bonus seconds in the sprints and then go for it at the end um, what was it what was it from your perspective? Yeah going into the last day we we focused or I focused to get an intermediate princess to um, defend the second overall, which was really tough going head-to-head -head with Nick White and uh, he got a few seconds I did so I think I only had like two three seconds ahead of him during the race and Sam Wellsford who's a really fast track sprinter he won two stages before he he sat back so I thought oh if he wins the kick and gets another 10 seconds so it's a really close close game and um, yeah I was just trying to yeah focus on the intermediates and um, the race was really fast throughout the yeah the whole time and um, yeah with Carter Turnbull a teammate going off the road and uh, taking the pressure off a bit for me I could uh, focus on the final sprint and with a headwind here that just played into my cards having the right wheel um, yeah just launching at the right time in the right moment and coming away here with my second uh, win in Portland I won here I think four years ago so yeah I like this crit here and there's a bit of a late post up there um, you, you look like you only just realized on the line that you'd won yeah it was really close uh, yeah, I, I didn't know till like the last probably five couple meters. So um, yeah, really happy just to to pinch it on the line. And it looks like it's a close battle between you and Aiden Tuvey for the NRS overall standings at the moment. Um, so that's, is that your big goal for the year to continue going well in that? Well, coming into the National Road Series, uh, I wasn't, I didn't have any big expectations. Uh, I just started working full time, so it's kind of hard. I mean, it takes the pressure off a bit because uh, I just enjoy riding with my teammates and coming to those races. We got got a good group of young riders, and um, yeah, I think we just go from tour to tour and um, give our best. So we'll see how we uh, how we end up at the end of the year. It's been a few years away from the NRS for you. How's it changed since um, since you come back? Um, yeah, I think. Um, the, the bunch got uh, younger riders, which is good to see. Like the development here, it's it's a good plat platform for juniors and under 23 riders. Um, so hopefully that goes ahead, and uh, yeah, it's it's still good fun, uh, changing stages, and uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Here with Aiden Tuvia, you've been along Swiss Wellness. Um, Sammy just said back to back for you, um, and it is back to back. It's it's a rare feat in the NRS to do two 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 tour wins in a row. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's very, very nice and I'm very honoured to have done that. Um, yeah, I only got my first overall tour win last week, uh, last couple of weeks at battle, so it's nice to keep the ball rolling and uh, get this one too. Um, do you think it's part of your development as a rider that we should expect these things from you now? I mean, you've been coming up through the ranks the past years as a young rider and now you're with better along one of the best teams um, and you're getting some top, top level results. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. I think like everyone sort of develops differently and uh, I was lucky enough to be mentored by some great guys growing up and now that I'm on uh, ACJ's team I think it's just putting everything sort of together and making that uh, a sort of a more of a wholesome rider. And the character of the race, I mean it's a, it's not an easy ride around is it? by any stage, even though you took the lead early and a decent sized lead, you still had to fight for it all the way over the remaining stages. Uh, yeah definitely, I think that's the beauty of it all, like you know it's, uh, there's a lot of quality guys out here uh, which goes to show like the the depth of Australian ride has and uh, yeah I had faith in my team and I had faith in myself that I'd give it a real crack to sort of have a good result here and yeah have to come away with a win. And you've been over in Europe um, 
just describe what it's, what it's like to go over racing there and do a solo block of racing against you know some really riders there. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. We did some. I uh, got pretty lucky in these big races over there. Uh, yeah, and no, they were definitely brutal. I uh, didn't get too many like top results, but definitely a learning curve, and uh, obviously benefiting from it now. What sort of lessons do you learn from that? I mean, um, is it positioning? Is it uh, constantly being you know aware of where you are on the peloton or what? Uh, I think it's a whole mix of things. Yeah, just thought you mentioned the positioning. Just knowing who to follow, knowing like certain times when to be near the front because you can't just fight all day, you always waste energy. But um, yeah, yeah, just happy to learn from that and then go from there. And good that you can bring some of that form back to Australia, show it off. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully uh, keep it rolling for a few weeks more. Thanks so much. So that about wraps it up from the tour of the Great South Coast. Um, make sure you let us know about the format and if you appreciated it or if you'd just like us to go back to the normal normal thing um also make sure you subscribe to breakdown podcast on the various social media streams on twitter and facebook you can find us if you just type in breakdown podcast and also go out and check out our sponsors out of the rat race cycling apparel at au for some environmentally sustainable odor reducing great looking kit i'll catch you around bye